You're listening to episode three of Party Foul, a new investigative podcast about a plant that got knocked over on New Year's Eve. If you have not listened to episodes one and two, this may not make any sense to you. So my suggestion, which you can follow at your own discretion, is to go back, find those episodes on our website, partyfowlpodcast.com, or on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts and listen to those first, and then all of this will make more sense. In our third installment, we're looking at the case against our second prime suspect, Alex Minkin, and the charges leveled at him by his accuser, Michael Keane. Will we be any closer to solving the mystery of who knocked over the plant? Well, it's a five-episode series, so I'm going to say probably not, but you'll have to listen to find out. Do you know who did it? Well, I don't know. Keane mysteriously came up to me and told me specifically that it was not Trisha. Okay. Okay. I saw it get knocked down. Oh, you saw it? Michael. Yeah. A lot of people told me that Minkin did it. Uh, Munn knocked it over. Uh, Do you have any idea why he would say that? I mean, my impression was that he wasn't, like, a suspect, so I, I, I don't know why he would do that unless it was actually a truth. Minkin is not a vindictive person. I've known him for a long time. I'm, I'm telling you, man, like, talk to Keen and ask him other questions about it. He's not going to be able to answer anything about this. I don't even think he saw it. This is Party Foul, Act 3, A Minkin Sheep's Clothing. Um, Keen came up to me as I was cleaning it up and told me specifically that Trisha did not spill, knock over the... Oh, interesting. So Michael Keen came up to you and told you that Trish did not do it. That's right. So as you heard in the opening, Sarah, the owner of the aloe vera plant, told us at the end of the last episode that another party goer, Michael Keen, sought her out specifically to say that our prime suspect number one, Trish, was not responsible. With this new information in hand, I spoke to Keen to find out what he could tell us about the aloe vera plant mystery. Um, what happened from your perspective? Uh, Mun knocked it over. Oh, he, he said he saw Mun knock it over. Okay, tell me more. Mun knocked it over, and Trish decided to take the blame for some weird altruism. Alex Minkin, sometimes called Munn, a longtime close friend of both Ian and Sarah, so close in fact that he was known to look after their dog, Wally, when they went out of town, generally thought of as an honest, trustworthy guy. What about um, Alex Minkin? Are you familiar with him? I know who he is. (laughs) Trustworthy guy? Yes. And uh, like, what's your impression of him? Uh, great man, great man. What about Alex Minkin? Would you describe oh, yeah. him as being very trustworthy? Yes, I, I, I side with anything Alex Minkin. Okay, so. I'm aware of Alex Minkin. Yeah, yeah, I've met him. Is he like a credible guy to you? I would say so. Yeah, I've never known him to lie. I think Alex Minkin's right. Whatever Alex Minkin is saying, I, okay. I, yeah, okay. that's what I think. Minkin is not a vindictive person. I've known him for a long time. The force is strong with Alex Minkin. No, I, I've never known Alex to be an, uh, a dishonest man. He's a lawyer by trade. Uh, many people I spoke to found that very important for some reason. 
Alex Makin is a lawyer called to the bar in Ontario. Uh, he knows the ins and outs of a court of law. He's a very trustworthy individual. Okay. And that's not just my subjective opinion. That's also the opinion of the Law Society, which accredits him with a license to practice law here in Ontario. Is he, is he honest? Is he trustworthy? Well, he's a lawyer. Yeah. So other people have said that. But then again, so are you. Yeah. And so therefore, I would say that there's less probability that this was making either on purpose or by accident okay. than somebody else at the party. Could Minkin be responsible for knocking over the aloe vera plant? The view of folks around the party was decidedly maybe. Do you have any sort of sense of who might be responsible? Well, I mean, I think I would be an absolute fool to say anybody but Minkin. I mean, that's just what, uh, what I've been told by people that I trust. Do you think he would be the type of person to knock over a plant? Probably. Yeah. And so Alex, like anybody else, could very well have been responsible. Do you, do you think that he could have done something like this? I've never sensed the dark side in him. It could have been Minkin by accident. He okay. is known to consume intoxicating substances, as am I. Minkin, for his part, was steadfast in denying that he was the type of person who could have done such a thing to an innocent aloe vera plant. How do you feel about aloe vera plants? I love aloe vera plants. So you would have no reason to do any harm to an aloe vera plant? In fact, if you noticed, after it got broke, I took a little piece off it and I rubbed it all over my hands. In fact, I think Trish will even admit that I took some and put some on her hands as well. Is that true? That is true. But I also, wow. But I also thought it, someone who hates aloe vera. I thought it was a little bit weird that he capitalized on this opportunity to seize an aloe vera plant out of nowhere and to give me aloe vera when no one had asked for it. It seemed a little well, weird. I mean, if it's already been broken by who knows who did it. Anyway. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, man, like, talk to Keen and ask him other questions about it. He's not going to be able to answer anything about this. I don't even think he saw it. Unfortunately, when I went to speak to Keen again, he was nowhere to be found. So instead, I decided to explore who is Michael Keen, classically trained actor and clown, manager and part owner of a local Harry Potter-themed cocktail bar, and Alex Minkin's primary accuser in the aloe vera mystery. I spoke to some of Keen's oldest friends, some people who have known him from birth, and here's what they had to say. Uh, Michael Keen is quite the shit disturber, and so... What do you, what, when you say he's a shit disturber, what do you mean by that? He likes causing trouble. Okay, what can you tell us about the reliability of Michael Keen as a witness? Uh, he can occasionally bend the truth. Don't listen to anything that Michael Keen says. He's probably the most unreliable person that I've ever met in my life. But, uh... Yeah, so, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't, not totally trustworthy. You expect him to tell the truth? <laughs> About what to who? Michael Keane, never known him to lie. Yeah, seems like a very intelligent fellow, yeah. Okay. Uh, Keane is tough. He's a tough case to crack because he could be telling a very sincere truth or he could be totally bullshitting you just to enjoy the chaos. Would Keen make something up to embarrass a friend or an acquaintance? Yes, but, 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 but only in a facetious nature. Just the mere fact that he cared enough to actually talk to me made me believe that what he was saying was true. Okay. The level of his honesty is what makes his subterfuge so effective. 
Yeah, like why would he get involved? Yeah. Right? And so you're saying he's untrustworthy? Untrustworthy, unreliable. It's not wow. a guy. Michael Keaton is a witness. Is he reliable? Not right now, no. No, okay. The guy is a clown for a living. He's a clown. You're gonna take his evidence? While all of this gave me reason to doubt Keen's evidence, it wasn't until I spoke to Zach Tucker Abramson, a local cafe owner, also known as Zal, that a possible motive for Keen's fabrication became clear. Keen's probably angry that Minkin took over his role as deputy commissioner. Oh, that's very interesting, yes. He did, he did, he was replaced as deputy commissioner in the Fantasy League by Minkin. That, and that's my final word. To make a long story short, Keen, formerly the deputy commissioner of a fantasy football league which many of the party guests belonged to, had stepped in to replace myself as the commissioner after I resigned mid-season in disgust over the performance of my team. After a brief stint that many labeled despotic, I was pressured to revoke my resignation, resume my duties as commissioner, and replace Keen as my deputy with, you guessed it, Alex Minkin. But I know Keen got replaced by the deputy commissioner, so if he's blaming the deputy commissioner, I am suspicious. And in fact, local dentist and fellow league member Dr. Ralph Dana confirmed that Keen had a history of fantasy football-related mistruths. Well, he actually made a bunch of fake messages from Ian Harris and sent them to the group chat in the fantasy football league. Oh, yeah, no, I remember that. Those weren't actually messages from Harris. Right, no, no, I remember that. He would actually admit to making them on a special software. A motive for revenge? A history of fabricating evidence? With Keane's testimony thoroughly discredited, I was almost ready to close the case on Minkin as a suspect, until another witness, Lauren Edwards, scholar, philosopher, tambourine enthusiast, came forward with her evidence. I think it was Mun. I wanted to give a statement in response to what Lauren Edwards said earlier. Um, yes, and, and to remind our listeners, she said that you did it. Because earlier in the evening, I saw Mun almost knock over the Christmas tree. Yeah. The first was that I almost tipped over the Christmas tree earlier. Yeah. And I just want to say, on the record, that's true. Yeah, okay. I did almost tip over the Christmas okay. tree. I was walking by, sort of bumped into it. Yep. Uh, yep. Sarah started uh, yelling at me. And, okay. You know. And then I also saw Mun trying to break a chair by shoving it under the table, even though Sarah was telling him it didn't fit. Second thing was that she said I was trying to shove a chair under the table that didn't fit. Okay. Okay, that's not true. Let me just say, there was a chair that didn't fit under a table. Yes. It was blocking the way. You couldn't push it under. I knew you couldn't push it under the table, okay? So I was trying to remove it entirely from that situation. Take it out, away from the table area, move it somewhere else. And it was kind of stuck. You know, yeah. you had to kind of like move it around. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, this was shortly after I almost knocked the tree over. Okay. So Sarah was, you know, shouting from the back. Uh, Lauren Edwards was there with her. And they were both, uh, you know, well, Sarah definitely was shouting about how it didn't fit under the chair. I knew it didn't fit under the chair. I was so, trying to move it. He's been trying to break the house all evening since I arrived. So essentially you're not denying either of these other incidents of like either knocking something over, potentially breaking something. I don't deny the first one, almost knocking over the Christmas tree. The second one was a misinterpretation by both Sarah and Lauren Edwards. More importantly by Lauren Edwards. That, that second one, that 
that didn't happen the way she saw. And then he was by the planter and it fell over. Seems like too much coincidence. Um, and the third thing she said was that I was near the aloe vera plant when it tipped over. Yeah. And that's true, I was. But I've gone over this. It was yeah. me, and no, then it was... We've got your evidence on where you were. But did you actually see Mun break the aloe vera plant? I saw him near it. You I saw, saw him near it. it. She said that she thinks I did it, but she also said she didn't actually see what happened. Yeah, so near At the it. time, I actually said to people around me, Mun did it. Okay. Lauren's evidence, while infinitely more believable than Keen's, was ultimately too circumstantial to be conclusive, and still, many of the eyewitnesses to the incident weren't able to place Alex near the plant when it went down. I didn't see Alex in the mix. What do you think about Alex Minkin as a witness? Like, would he would he be truthful, in your opinion? Yes, but I don't think he saw what happened. Okay. Well, he's been accused. Of doing it? Yeah. Oh. Was he anywhere near it, for, to your view? Not from my view. Okay, interesting. I once again, I was at a loss. Neither of the two prime suspects had any convincing body of evidence against them. But then, Minkin and Trish came to me with new information about a third suspect. We were talking to each other and we just remembered, like we were like, who was around at the time? We remember Kramer was around. Aaron Kramer. Trish's own fiance. He is very clumsy as a person. Oh my god. He was in the vicinity of the aloe vera plant, you say? I remember him being there. Okay. So that was me, Trish, and then on the other side there was Kramer. I think we need to talk to Aaron Kramer. On the next episode, we talk to Aaron Kramer, the surprise third suspect in our investigation. And trust me, you're going to want to tune in to hear what he had to say. Your your wife to be testified earlier that you are quite clumsy. Is that which is that is that a true statement? Would you agree with that? <laughs> That's I cannot deny that. Party Foul is created, produced, edited, mixed, arranged, and narrated by me, Chris Horkins. Special assistant to the regional manager is Alex Minkin, although he wants everyone to know he did not have any editorial input on this episode. The theme song is called Night Owl by Broke for Free. Special thanks to Sarah Morton, Michael Keane, Ian Harris, Alyssa Allen, Nicholas Coykers, Antilla III, Anton Strasberg, the King of Char, Simon Chernin, Sergeant Fidget Lee Kennedy, Kyle Purvis, Jordan Alderson, Trish Gautier, Zallary Tucker Abramson, and everyone at Center Ice Cafe, Dr. Ralph Dana, DDS, Lauren Edwards, Rich Piazetsky, and Aaron Kramer, all of whose voices helped make this the very special episode of Party Foul that it is. Party Foul is not endorsed or in any way associated with the Law Society of Upper Canada, although several licensees were involved in its creation, and it does not constitute legal advice in any way, shape, or form. It's the opinion of expert, self-governing organizations, which look over to legal profession.